This Cap Times podcast is brought to you by Exact Sciences Corporation, the makers of Colaguard. Learn more at exactsciences.com. Welcome to On the Cover, a weekly Mad Splainers feature. I'm podcast producer Natalie Yar, and each week I sit down with the reporter behind our latest cover story to find out why it matters. Today, I'm here with Cap Times K-12 education reporter Scott Gerard, who's been talking with high school seniors about how the pandemic has reshaped the end of their high school careers. Scott, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Didn't you just write a cover story? This is feeling like a weekly meeting between you and I, um, and it's fun to catch up, so I'll have to keep doing it. But at the end of a school year that is unprecedented uh, historically, there's just a lot to cover. Uh, so I have had the opportunity to dive in a couple times recently. Well, we are fortunate to have you and wonderful to be talking to you again. Uh, as K-12 education reporter, you cover everything about the schools. And as you said, it seems like everything about schools has changed lately. What made you want to highlight seniors talking in their own words about this unexpected end to their high school years? You know, honestly, it was thinking back to my own high school career and how much senior year meant. Uh, Thinking about, I would say the story, idea for the story really came about uh, in early March when field trips first started getting canceled and performances were getting canceled. That meant the final choir concerts, the final musicals, uh, which were things I both participated in in high school, the final track meet uh, when sports weren't happening, weren't going to happen. And and I can still remember how significant those lasts felt as, uh, for me, 17-year-old at the time. Uh, And and so thinking through what seniors were experiencing just from that angle made me want to hear from them. But then you add in, uh, you know, finishing school and what it's like to try to learn your last few things and to just not have that final moment of celebration at graduation that uh, so many build up to for years. Uh, I just really wanted to highlight what that experience has been like. Absolutely. And how did you get in touch with these students? Yeah, it was a mix of uh, there were some students I had talked to throughout the school year for various stories. Um, A few of them had taken some classes for a cover story I did last fall that were related. Uh, And others, I went through advisors, staff, uh, people that I knew who were able to connect me with some seniors that uh, they knew had had a lot of thoughts on the experience. And so it was a mix of uh, my own sources and connections and then... um, talking to the teachers and advisors who know the students best. Totally. So probably just about everyone in Madison has seen the graduation yard signs dotting their neighborhoods. How will graduation look different for Madison seniors this year? Yeah, I mean, it will be quite a different sensory experience. You know, normally in the Cole Center, uh, you're on the floor of the Cole Center with the rest of your class, parents around you in the stands, uh, even though they... Uh, at least back in my day, they frowned on air horns and stuff. You definitely get some air horns going off, cheering, hooting, hollering, all that kind of stuff. Um, and instead, it will be sitting at home on a couch uh, for those who choose to tune in and watching it on TV. So the district did partner with uh, WISC TV to air a couple nights of primetime ceremonies. Uh, which, you know, a few students said they really appreciated that the district was doing something 
even though they knew it wouldn't be the same. But uh, they will definitely not have that sensory experience, the, you know, hug in the line as you walk by one of your best friends from school who's in a different row at graduation. So it's going to be very different. So you talked with about a dozen students, and as I was reading their words, Carter Newberry really jumped out at me. Can you tell me about her and what she told you? Yeah, so uh, Carter is a senior at Shabazz High School, which is one of the two alternative high schools in the Madison Metropolitan School District. Um, and she had a lot of thoughts about, you know, the the milestone and what it means to students who are at Shabazz. So Shabazz is for students who weren't uh, finding success in the traditional high school environment. So they get more one-on-one instruction, a little more guidance on how they're structuring their learning and and what they're doing to learn. Uh, And it's a big deal for uh, those students to graduate. Uh, When she was at West, where she started high school, she wasn't sure if she was going to graduate. And now she is ahead on credits. And she said, you know, that was something that she and her family never envisioned back when she was at West. And so to get to that point and not have the the kind of ceremonial finishing point uh, is is a loss. Carter told me about a few spring trips the class normally does, a gathering they do with just, you know, the graduates and the teachers uh, to celebrate uh, what's happening. And so for those students specifically, she was saying it was it was just tough to lose the celebration of this milestone. And and even as the district is doing what it can, and even as teachers are doing what they can to still make those students feel celebrated, um, it was still a loss. Yeah. Yeah. And as you've mentioned, it wasn't just graduation that was canceled. Can you tell me about some of the other important events that students talked about missing? Certainly. So uh, one of the biggest was uh, prom. You know, uh, prom, that last school dance, uh, is something that students look forward to throughout the year. Some had bought their dresses or planned things for that, and then it wasn't going to happen. Uh, and, and again, that uh, was kind of known when schools initially shut down that it was prom was going to be tough, given some of the guidelines the district had already put out about large events. But uh, some students still held out hope. Uh, you know, and said, yes, school's closed right now, but maybe it'll be back open and we can have that that dance. But, you know, prom and graduation are two of the big, well-known ones. But there are also things like West's Fine Arts Week. So uh, West senior Miles Mullen told me about a senior show, which would have been curated entirely by students. That doesn't happen every year because it requires a lot of student buy-in. And he said he was really looking forward to that as someone who participates in the arts, and because of the cancellations, they didn't get to have that week. So he was disappointed to lose that. Another senior uh, at East, Olivia Penner, talked about losing her musical. She just had a couple rehearsals with the cast, and uh, then school was closed, and they haven't been able to do that. And so losing those lasts of things you've invested a lot of your time in in high school was certainly being felt by a lot of the students I spoke with. Yeah, I can imagine. And you write in your story also that students lost a sort of day-to-day tradition. Can you tell me about what you mean by that? Yeah. So what I found really fascinating, and this was something I hadn't thought about myself, but was thinking back again to my own high school experience after talking with a few seniors who brought up, you know, what they were missing right now wasn't their best friends. Sure, they'd love to see them, but they're texting, they're Zooming, they're Snapchatting, they're talking regularly with their closest friends. 
But the person who sat behind them all year in English class, who, you know, they didn't talk outside of class. They weren't best friends. They weren't even necessarily friends. Maybe acquaintances would be a better word. But they had gotten used to that person's presence in their life. And it's a daily presence. You know, we think about how much time these kids spend in their classrooms and in the school building a day. Uh, so that really made me reflect about coworkers and things like that in, the, in a similar way. But you, you get used to seeing people every day that you miss. And a lot of students talked about that. And then they also were sad that they didn't get to say goodbye to those people or their teachers. You know, when, when class let out on that Friday, the district had moved spring break. But that was all that had happened at that point. Later that afternoon, the governor said he was canceling schools beginning middle of next week. So even after that announcement for the next day, it seemed that they would have a couple days to at least check in and whatnot. Then that Sunday, local public health officials announced school was immediately being canceled. And so that meant they weren't coming back. And it wasn't for the whole school year, but it was still up in the air about how long it would be. Uh, some students talked to me, and this was something a few teachers uh, in my story a couple weeks ago also mentioned. They were joking on that Friday the afternoon, Friday the 13th, uh, as it were, about, oh yeah, hope to see you Monday. But they thought they were joking, and it ended up not being a joke. So I think a lot of them were struggling with that lack of an opportunity to say goodbye. Yeah, I'm thinking about when I was in high school and like when you get your yearbook and you're getting all those people to sign your yearbook and yeah, they're not necessarily your good friends or anything, but that's kind of this moment to like, even if it's superficial to kind of tell people what you think of them or how they, what they meant to you. And I can picture that they're not maybe going to see those people again. Yeah. One of the students uh, said to me, we're really going to miss everyone from our class, even the people that we didn't necessarily like that much. You know, and it, it yeah. did make me think about how you just appreciate people's presence, even if on an interaction interaction basis, you can get annoyed by someone or bothered, you know, their presence is still there in your life and it has still impacted who you are and your emotions on a day to day basis and all those things. And so to have to suddenly adjust to not having those things, I think, uh, was a challenge for a lot of a lot of the students. This podcast is brought to you by Exact Sciences. Join the Madison-based team working to lead earlier cancer detection. Visit exactsciences.com to view the company's hundreds of open jobs. So at least when I was in school, you'd hear about this notion of senioritis, that high school seniors supposedly notoriously lose momentum during their senior year, that they've got graduation in sight. Maybe they already know they're going to graduate or they've already been accepted to colleges so they don't try as hard. But some of these seniors talk to you about the pandemic adding to that and making it extra hard to be motivated. Yeah, I think it's a mix of, you know, senioritis to the nth degree uh, because uh, of just natural things. And then something I think people, not only kids, but adults too have been going through during this time of social distancing and quarantine at home is uh, you, you don't have that environment you go to to do things. So you have to figure out how to motivate yourself. And when you add on top of that, the things you mentioned about, you know, if you've already gotten the credits to graduate and you're not getting graded for this semester because the district made a determination to go with pass, no pass grading system. So it won't affect your GPA. Uh, if you've already been accepted to college, 
why get out of bed at 8 a.m. when you can stay in bed until 10:45 a.m. You know, I think for a lot of kids, it it, it is it was harder. It, they didn't have a good reason to answer that question uh, to do it, and so especially after the first three weeks after school closed, there was not virtual learning, and so you know there were work packets and things, and some were in touch with their teachers, but there wasn't any official work going on, and so what you do in that three weeks to then as a 17, 18 year old suddenly shift and be self-disciplined to do schoolwork that already you were kind of tuning out uh, and do it at home in an environment where you're used to relaxing. It's a big ask. And, and a lot of them struggled to figure out how to navigate that. Some d- figured it out. Others didn't. <laughs> yeah. But at least one student told you that the switch to online learning was kind of helping them prepare for how things were going to be in college. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. So his big point was, you know, it goes back to that having to self-motivate. So in college, if you're in a 200-person lecture, professor isn't going to notice whether you're there or not in all likelihood. Versus high school, you know, it's... uh, 20 to 40 person classes, your teacher knows if you're not there and will follow up with you and will be a part of holding you accountable. If you do go to class, but you fall asleep, your teacher is probably going to call you out. You know, there's, there's that accountability in that setting. In college, that accountability in, in this student specifically uh, is going to UW-Madison. And so he will have some larger lectures that he'll go to. And there won't be anyone holding him accountable necessarily. And so he talked about how he had kind of learned what he had to do to motivate himself and to police himself to get the work done that he needed to get done. And especially for him, I think, in preparing for AP tests uh, was one challenge he faced that he had to figure out how to put in the time that he needed to. Yeah. For the seniors you talked to, how has the pandemic shifted their plans for after graduation? Has it like given them new priorities or new worries? Yeah, I, I think a lot of them are just crossing their fingers they get to go to college in the fall for those who are planning on going to college. They want that experience. They were ready to move out and start a new phase of their life. And, and there was definitely some stress about whether or not that would be possible. What was interesting is a lot of the national conversation is about whether students should enroll in college in the fall if it's online, because there's still the possibility that lots of colleges go on online for some or all of their learning. But one of the students I talked with actually is looking at it the opposite way. So he was planning on a gap year, and he was planning to travel the world. He'd saved up money and been making plans, but given travel uh, restrictions and just general health, he has decided that now he's probably going to go to school next fall. It might be uh, Madison College, it might be UW-Madison, but either way, he's actually doing the reverse, canceling a gap year to start his higher education. But the rest, you know, some had already done a campus tour and kind of set up uh, their scholarships and things, but some were very sad at losing things like orientation or placement tests, those in-person experiences where you really feel like a college student for the first time. Um, and so there was a lot of disappointment at losing that those this summer and hope for the fall, I think. But they're also going through this for their senior year and losing 
out on so many of the experiences we talked about earlier, I think prepared them for the unknown in in a way. And they're, well, they're all hopeful for the fall. They're also prepared for whatever happens. Yeah. And what did these students seem to think of the way their schools have handled the unexpected change? Most of the students I talked to had praise for their school and their teachers. And, you know, they, they certainly didn't think it was perfect, but they understood the situation the district and their teachers and administrators were in in making this adjustment. They appreciated the efforts that the district has gone to to plan some sort of celebratory thing with the television program, with the yard signs, there's billboards up. So they appreciated those things while also acknowledging it was far from perfect. Um, And all of them said it. A lot of the instruction itself varied from class to class and teacher to teacher uh, in their experience. Yeah. And what do these students think it'll mean for them to be the class of high schoolers who didn't get to walk across the stage or throw their caps in the air in a crowd of their peers? You know, they all talked about how weird it would be to look back at this a decade, two decades from now, but how different a viewpoint they will have on the time then. They said, right now, this feels like the whole world, and it's so sad and heartbreaking that we don't get these things. In 20 years, we will have learned from it. We will be able to talk about it. We will be able to take lessons from it. You know, some spoke about appreciating the national ceremonies that have happened. One one senior said to me, you know, who else can say they had Oprah and LeBron as graduation speakers, referring to a couple ceremonies that happened last month. And so there was really a lot of hope that they would be able to reflect on this time and take lifelong lessons from it. And the same uh, senior who mentioned Oprah and LeBron also talked about how their whole lives have been during challenging periods. Almost all of them, they were born uh, shortly after 9-11 and they're ending high school in a global pandemic. Um, and so there's a lot they've seen uh, as as a class, as a class together. There's just a lot of things they've gone through in the last 18 years. And so I think they they were very thoughtful in how they expected to look back on this in the future. Yeah. Scott, thanks so much for talking to all of these young people and for coming on the podcast to tell us what they had to say. Thank you for letting me share more about what they said. I I very much enjoyed uh, reporting and writing this story and now this podcast for it. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Scott Gerard, whose passion for talking to students and teachers is rivaled only by his love of the Cubs. Tune in next week for a conversation about our next cover story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to The Mad Splainers on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you do your listening, and leave us a review while you're there. Also, be sure to check out our other podcasts, including The Corner Table, all about food and drink in Madison, and Wedge Issues, all about state politics. Until next time, thanks for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by Exact Sciences Corporation, the makers of Colaguard. Once again, be sure to learn more at exactsciences.com.